Blog Talk Radio. To the Frontier Beyond Fear live broadcast and podcast. I'm Susan Larison Dance, and today is Saturday, May 13th, 2023. And I welcome you if you're listening live on Blog Talk Radio, where this show airs 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Saturdays, or if you're listening on um, either Blog Talk Radio in the future or other syndicates, including several um, iHeartRadio, Spotify, TuneIn, um, Apple Podcasts and iTunes and Google Podcasts and Podchaser. Just want to shout out to a number of the syndicates, and I know I didn't include all of them. So thank you those of you listening and wherever you are in the world, as I do know that this program brings in people from many different walks of life and many different places where circumstances can vastly differ. And yet we all share in the space of the heart. Today, in honor of Mother's Day, which is tomorrow, but this is a very general show that will be relevant at any time of year, I am going to talk about nurturing and also where we have gone astray in terms of what we value. And this is independent of of who we are Um, No matter what our relationship is, whether we are parents, um, whether we aren't parents, this has to do with how we approach life in a heart-based way. But I am going to relate it to lessons that I have learned from motherhood. And let me tell you, I will start this program with a little story Um, Just, gosh, was it yesterday or the day before, um, I walked out and here was this young man who I have encountered before, um, just a wonderful soul who is a stay-at-home dad. And I've actually seen the mom, too, sometimes is home during the day. And I've just kind of from afar observed this family, this young family, and how they are nurturing their young daughter. Um, And it's really wonderful to behold because nurturing, whether you are a parent or not, but let's focus on parenting for a second, that nurturing, empathic gentleness 
He is an expression of the feminine aspect of the divine. The divine is omnipresent and in us all. I have said so many times on this program in different ways how I have known so many people and looking at myself where you can see. For example, within computer science, which is where I started out. In fact, this is really important um, how we behave in our work and creative life. And that's where we've gone wrong because we have set up these structures that are rigid, controlling, intolerant, not nurturing in many cases. In fact, they'll turn on people very quickly. They are so not nurturing. And yet this ideal has been set before us, whether we, um, no matter who we are in life, um, that this is what we're to go after. This is what's important. Our ambition, that's the only way that you're going to make a real difference in the world. And you have to fit within these rigid structures. Maybe, maybe if you're happening to be in a place which is developing its more nurturing aspects, it's not like that. But this is not the way life is supposed to be. This is not the goal. Our creativity is very much the goal. Expressing our greatest talents in service to the planet. That is very much our goal. And it is arguable whether these giant um, bastions of industry have truly helped the world long term. Maybe in short ways, short term ways like this program wouldn't be on the air. You know, we wouldn't have this amazing world. Yes, there have been advances that are helpful. But when we define our worth based on somebody else's non-nurturing definition that encourages competition and ambition in unhealthy ways, it may motivate us, yes, to achieve, but it will also cause us, if we do not listen to our hearts, to make huge sacrifices Sacrifices that are not worth it. Sacrifices that will change this very world and everyone in it. When I see this young family, I don't know. They seem to live in a simple way. Most people around me now live in a very simple way. These are not, um, I do not live in a, um, you know, a place where everybody's trying to keep up with everybody else. In this place, People have a variety of vehicles. People don't value things that are not that important. I admire this young family. I do not know them well. I know that this young man who I first encountered helped me one day um, when I had a car issue, and, and he was very kind. And um, I know they have a couple of dogs. 
or they might have been actually dog sitting yesterday. I wasn't sure because it seemed like they might be babysitting and dog sitting as well. Um, and actually, I only saw the young man yesterday. But whatever the situation, they're very. It's a friendly dog that it can run free and behave. Um, and that's because it's well treated. It's nurtured. I am so thankful that my mother, and this is where this gets, it's about definitions that we are so confused. My mother, in her day, um, most, almost no fathers stayed home, um, but mothers did, and they, she could have done so many things creatively. Um, for example, later in life, we discovered she's a talented artist. All her life, she could have been painting. She could have been bringing in income through painting. She could have been showing her work. She has a tremendous innate talent. It expressed itself younger when she was doing needlework and maybe painting the walls of the house, perhaps, or sewing. It expressed itself that way. But, oh, no, she had within her a painter, a creator, and who knows what else had she been encouraged. But, see, only, you know, there were other women. Um, I had another friend whose, whose mother was extremely and may, may still be that way, very creative and would make floral arrangements and sell them. But my mother never viewed herself as talented in that way. She had very good grades in school, but the time she lived in did not encourage her to fully contribute. There, and let's talk about what contribute means. Does that mean she would have had to be in one of these strict, authoritarian, stark, non-nurturing office environments? No, absolutely not. That was the lie, and I'm going to say this very boldly, of the 70s. That is what got women fed the line that that's what they needed to do to live in this non-nurturing world and succeed in a non, um, in a very cutthroat. And I'll tell you, in these environments, even if things are going well, sooner or later, someone is going to stab you in the back and undermine everything you've achieved because that's the way these environments are. They are not healthy for us. I hope that they are temporary. And they may be self-limiting, because whenever humanity does something that is oppressive, and, um, you know, in this case, developing things that are not really for the long-term good of humanity or using approaches that are not for our long-term good, um, they may very well be self-limiting. We just can't see that right now. Women are every bit as capable as men. There is no question. We are all talented. And that nurturing aspect of the divine expresses itself through us all, no matter how we define ourselves. We all can make heart-based choices. 
the story of my life, I have for so many years, and today it really became so clear to me, this one thing, where we are taught that it is a sacrifice not to be a part of that rigid world, which, you know, people, they stay in it, and they try to save for retirement, they may not even make it to their retirement because it is so contrary to their well-being, so rigid, so rigid. The pandemic taught us other ways of approaching that world. You know, they're saying more and more people, you know, they don't want to go back to that rigidity now. Yes, it is great. I mean, there are there are benefits to being in the office. I've been in the office, but there is real benefit to flexibility for everyone. You are not born to serve the um really the profits of some giant entity. That is a form of enslavement. That is not freedom or creativity. And it's not in our best interest. When my child, I benefit, I think back to the days when my mother, who was a stay-at-home mom, was home for me. Um, I tended to be home from school probably too much. I tended to, I, I didn't always feel well when I was young. I just had a tendency all the way up through high school. Somehow, I really was a high achiever, and everyone who knew me knew that I excelled, and I did. Um, Very, very competitive, very ambitious I was. Um, However, especially when I was younger, I think about how she was there for me, just knowing she was there. And what would it have been like if she hadn't been? I can't even really imagine that. When I was older, so I'm thankful, let's say this, I am thankful to my mother as on the eve of Mother's Day. And not what I feel she sacrificed was not the fact that she wasn't in the office. That That's going to be the point of this show. That's the sacrifice. The sacrifice that we are called to make is being in the office, not the choice not to be. A little bit complexly stated there. Um, She what she sacrificed in a way, what her world taught her was that she wasn't an artist and that she wasn't fully nurtured in things that she could have been. And yes, she was busy because she had multiple children, although um, she would have had time to nurture this gift. And I don't know why that didn't happen, but the key to all ambition, and you know, ambition is not a very good word. Wanting to bring your best into the world, to bring your talents in the space of your heart, those things that you truly want and are driven in a way 
I mean, that sounds like ambition, but you can feel it. This is heart-based passion, not mind-based, where somebody else is setting the standard for you and saying, you've got to fit in this rigid world and you need to do all these things for us that may be of no real lasting value, may even be to the detriment of humanity. No, this is about creativity and bringing talents into the world, those things that you were born with, those things you yourself nurtured over time. This is about supporting people from all walks of life to bring those talents into the world. This isn't just about the wealthy. Um, this isn't. This is about really thinking about how we view a productive, empathic, nurturing society. I have said many times I was very ambitious. Yes, I was in the computer science world. Something interesting about computer science, because I worked at times um, in areas where I felt very much a feminine aspect was needed. What was the male aspect in that world? Well, it tended to be very nuts and bolts and make it faster, make it slicker. You know, you just race ahead, race ahead, faster, better, um, better in a slick way. The feminine aspect was make it usable. And what value was it bringing? And how are we working together as a team? Both of these aspects were brought into the work environment, which was primarily male in those days, by both the few women who were then, hey, let's be clear, there are people who can be, it doesn't matter um, how everybody is capable of bringing harsher things to the table and more nurturing things to the table. In my own life, I could sometimes be, you know, quite assertive, and and that was um, not always in the most productive way. That was, um, and, you know, sometimes it was productive. If you're really fighting for something that matters, um, it's very hard to define this because we don't want to say that all of those aspects are negative. It's when they become out of balance, they become negative. Um, so all of us were bringing, or some of us were bringing, um, well, let's restate this. We all were bringing these aspects, the male and the female, to the environment, and we all bring this to the world. But those nurturing aspects helped us to work together, helped us to see the greater picture. And I knew one of the best um, human interface design, um, human computer interface designers that I knew um, was a very nurturing um, man that I knew who was, and, and I knew some others, and another was a writer, and he was also an artist, and you could just feel that nurturing creative energy. And there was tremendous talent being brought to the table there. And oh, yes, there were those who um, both, you know, again, it could come through anyone, you know, would bring that faster, slicker, um, you know, the things that sometimes we associate with te technology. And unfortunately, we fell out of balance because we did not foster the nurturing aspects. 
we should have been welcoming more people, more diversity of people to the field who could do this. And that's how it's gotten so out of control. That's how things like AI running amok, although I could do a whole show on that as to whether um, what that means and and um, how that relates to spirituality. And even, you know, recently I've done some shows on that. But things where, um, you know, the goals are not in the best interests of humanity. As to sacrifices, what is a sacrifice and what isn't? There came a time after, you know, going a very successful time at graduate school and I was successful um, in competition with others. I did just fine. I may not have been the most um, into the drier aspects of the field that were not as interesting to me, but I still did fine in my classes. I did not consider myself a guru in that way. But it was through balance that really, that really helped me. But there is no question that I have known any number of women, and my own experience has been this way. We are all talented. We are all able to do incredible research. We are all able, everyone in this world can bring something to the table. Yes, some are more gifted. Some, each of us has our gifts that we have to bring where we are the most talented. And there could be multiple gifts. But it was not, it was not any kind of a sacrifice when eventually, surprising myself at the time because I thought we had a structure set up that would work ahead of time, a an at-work um, child daycare facility. And when I became pregnant, I immediately put myself on the list and the spot, it was so full that the spot did not open up till almost a year after my child was born. That's That was how long the waiting list was. During that time at home, in which I worked lightly at home, I wasn't working full time. And also because of circumstances at the time, which made it very clear that I was needed. And let us say, I think we're all needed. Parents are needed at home. I changed my mind. In fact, I knew I had to be home. I had no question that I had to be home. In fact, it didn't feel like a sacrifice at all. The sacrifice would have been conforming to some rigid structure that had been imposed upon me. And this started early on, and it, it, it started by saying that we all had to fit into this rigid structure. And no, we never did. In fact, none of us ever did. And that means everybody. It was without a doubt the right thing. And I had no question of it. And that led to truly over the years after that, nurturing the talents of my heart. I wrote more. How did I come to do this radio show? That all happened 
during those years. Yes, I maintained some relationship with a, a, an office. Technically, now in retrospect, I wouldn't have even needed to do that, but I did. And eventually, when my situation changed um, and I went back to the office for a while, when I did go back to the office, I mean, I really achieved every ambition I could have had within that field. I'm actually really happy that I was pursuing things that um, were helpful um, in terms of helping with communication in that environment. And um, it was really kind of ahead of its time. But truthfully, um, and, and you know, an economic downturn came up and circumstances changed and there were just some really negative things also, you know, like I tell you, there's in those ambitious places, um, there are people who will harass or stab you in the back or do all kinds of things to get ahead. That's just the way it is. And no matter how um, positive you want to be, um, the interesting thing about that time, although my child was older somewhat, was still needing um, care after school, um, he, he was being bullied there. And it wasn't going well. I was being held over um, for overtime at night at times. And, you know, we had um, a solution at the time to help. But it was really, I truly believe in retrospect, had the economy and other circumstances, which just were not amenable to um, really modifying an environment to be more collaborative, because that was part of what I was working. It was just my dream job and how it led to other things that I'm doing now um, in terms of communication, although I've had to greatly simplify. Um, it was not helping him. His grades were starting to slip a little, and they hadn't before. And there were difficulties with, with this bullying um, after school. And when I ended up back at home and there were other situations at home where I needed to be there, it just made all the difference. And, you know, really quite quickly, um, everything was great again, you know, and and my child went on to really succeed. And you know what? He was exposed to group settings from early on. Even when I was um, at home, um, I would either bring him to something when he was young. We used to have like gymboree and things. Or there was a time that came around the age of two, I think, where part of the time, just part, not very long to begin with, he would be in a setting where um, I wasn't there. And it wasn't, it was too early for preschool, although he eventually went to preschool, but he spent some time, you know, interacting with other kids, you know, starting for just like a couple of hours, two days a week kind of thing. Um, this was ideal. And when I look at this young family I encountered the other day, good for them. Good for them. I can tell. They've got this figured out, and they're not ambitious about having some giant house either. And if we were a more nurturing society, 
we would be able to enable this? The answer is not more daycare. That is not the answer. The answer is changing the way we think about work and how we bring our talents into the world and how we are able to thrive and how everyone is encouraged to bring their talents. If you could define an ideal society, it would be a society in which we were encouraged and nurtured to bring our talents into the world and not abandoned and never feeling abandoned. Sure, we can learn to be independent, but it's incredibly valuable to have a parent at home. Being at home also led me to be more involved in my community. There were things that happened in that respect I never could have predicted. In fact, in terms of ambition and leadership, really a community leadership position is what led to a later position when I had to go back um, full-time into the workforce for a while on the executive floor, which was technically a dream job. But it, it was also the sacrifice. The sacrifice was not redefining my life through my heart so that I could fully express my talents and grow them and support and nurture a growing human being. That is not a sacrifice. That is not diminishing. I've been doing research for years that I never could have done if I had stayed in that rigid structure that is defined and set up for us. I know the live show is going down. Thank you, live audience. FrontierBeyondFear.com is where you can find this show. Um, Those of you who are staying with me, I'm not going to go on too much longer. But I really felt that we need to reconsider what we're being told we should seek, what we're being told our ambitions should be. What is that serving? Is it serving our children? Is it serving us? And this is in recognition of the dearest dreams of the hearts of everybody, everybody. I wish my mother early on could have been the painter that she is. We did not discover she is a talented painter until she was in her 90s. And only because she was in an environment that gave her the chance to paint. Did this talent emerge from another life? Oh, that's possible. But however it did emerge, there is a talent there. And others are now recognizing it. But it's sad. Because in her world, 
this could have happened so much earlier, and what would it have meant for her? Yes, she would have gotten out a bit more. That's good. I'm not saying everybody has to be shut up in a box. I mean, and she got out. I mean, she was involved in her, um, she had community involvement, um, but it would have actually widened her horizons even more. And yes, it would have brought in more income through a creative pursuit. When I think about, um, you know, when you're applying your talents to an endeavor which ultimately may not really be helping the world in the end, you know, a lot of the technological things that I was involved in in my life, um, sure, I'm using it now, but in the end, we may be racing straight into a wall, and it'll be the end of humanity. Will, and I did work early on in AI, so um, now there's a lot of talk about that. Will AI be the end of humanity? Well, it will certainly be misused by nefarious people. Um, you know, it's been let out of the box, but the many things that are feared about it, it can't become a human being if it can't have intuition. We're not just our heads, we're our hearts. Where are they developing a heart for AI? And there has been scientific proof that the heart contributes to who we are, just even physically. And of course, we're more than just these shells that we're occupying. We're souls. Could the divine um, somehow bring alive a computer? Well, I don't know. Is it going to bring alive a pencil? I mean, this is an inanimate object. <laughs> it doesn't have a soul. I could put all kinds of, of logic into a pencil, um, you know, um, and it might be able to seem to think and even draw new conclusions and have this huge database that it could grow. And um, But where is that pencil going to learn intuition? Where is that pencil going to get a soul? It's really smoke and mirrors. It's what it is. I mean, it's useful, but in terms of, well, it could be useful. It's also very harmful. It's both. Um, but in terms of this being, this is being created and talked about by materialists who do not understand the true nature of consciousness. I do feel being here in my simple life which did happen. My life had to simplify a lot when I um, technically walked away from, um, well, I mean, I was actually harassed in a situation and I said no more. That didn't take away from the dream aspects of what was happening. It was a combination of factors what happened, but the universe needed me out of that rigid structure, no matter how much we were trying to soften it and make it more nurturing, which was our goal, certainly was my goal, and I had others who were involved in that too. But in any case, you know, what's happening now? What's happened over the years? I haven't probably done as much research as I'd like to, but there will be more. And part of what I aim to bring to the equation is discussing intuition and AI and how it is not 
just because the materialist thinks the world is all material, that doesn't make them right. That is a false premise. And you cannot base anything on incomplete data, which is exactly what they're doing. What is thinking? What does it mean to be conscious? What does it mean to have a soul? What does it mean to have a heart, even physically? Where is anyone talking about that? The heart math people are. The Global Coherence Initiative is. They don't care about those things because they are very rigid in what they will consider. That's not real research. That's just a very limited paradigm. And without intuition, that is the spark of all creativity. Sure, you can teach someone to, or a thing, it's a thing, it's not someone, to, to have a vast set of data and simulate and even expand beyond what that data gives you. But that doesn't make this entity intuitive or give it a soul. It doesn't make it like us. The computer has no lives from the past. The computer, if my mother is bringing forward her ability to paint, and I know not everybody, and she doesn't believe in reincarnation. It doesn't matter what you believe in with respect to past lives. I know this show has a broad audience, so let's just speculate on that, that that could happen. We are not defining consciousness correctly, and the evidence shows us this. Materialists do not want to look at evidence of a non-material spiritual world because they are stuck in the materialistic box. That is not science. Science is honesty, honest exploration. And yes, in a wonderful ideal world where you're not dependent on what industry wants to fund your research and because they have certain goals in mind and so they tailor it to what those are, you better believe the people at home researching are going to make breakthroughs. And that is happening. Or in smaller groups. You know, and nowadays we can, we can work together. We don't have, it doesn't matter where we are. We are changing the way we think about things. We are changing the way we feel about things. When you think about a rigid definition set up for you out of a world that was based on cutthroat competition, no empathy, also the warlike world, you know, that everything is is just one group invading another and whatever feeds that, that's, and with authoritarian rules of leadership, that's not leadership. In fact, that was something that um, certainly was part of what I was looking at. You know, how do you connect? Not all the way because these, these, these places, they can't handle non-authoritarian collaborative work. 
Um, there's that authoritarian structure, and if you have someone who's dysfunctional above, well, then, you know, that's going to really harm the whole chain below, and it is a chain. We must unchain ourselves from these notions. We must not just assume that we have to vastly expand daycare. Uh-uh. Oh, my gosh. Do you know how hard it is? When you're apart from your child, I mean, I've witnessed so many situations. I've been so fortunate that I didn't have to go through this, and someone is incompetent, and they're the ones that are with your child. I mean, it's not a good situation. And no, this should not just be available to the wealthy, this ability to nurture who you are we would all be contributing if we were nurtured in such a way. And it's about unconditional love for ourselves and one another. It's about the heart. So, no matter who you are today, tomorrow here in the U.S. is Mother's Day. I hope that you celebrate that nurturing place within yourself, no matter who you are and who you define yourself to be. I hope we honor the nurturing, heart-based aspect in one another. And yes, I have every hope that we can all be encouraged to be the most incredible people that we can be. And I have no regrets for being a stay-at-home mother for most of my life in, in times when I should have been working in the office, or so they said. Circumstances did bring me there. My child had some health needs that I never would have expected. Ch nothing changed me more than parenthood. And we can all be changed by that. That doesn't mean we all need to be parents, and we all won't be parents. But if you are in that situation, expect it to change you dramatically, <laughs> if you have a heart anyway. And it, may, it won't all be easy either. But also reconsider what a sacrifice is. Reconsider. Because we have been taught something that isn't actually true. Every bit as much that we've been taught something about materialism that isn't actually true. And that also goes for the way we think about abundance. May we all be creative. And as long as we can be creative. Isn't it a wonder that my mother is painting, although right now she's not as much she was more able to do that a couple of years ago but um you know there might come a time in our life where although it could be possible anyway we have to get into that exactly but it doesn't matter how old we are i hope that i'm continuing on through to my capacity as long as possible i feel some of my best years of research are ahead of me not behind me. 
some of it may be truly groundbreaking. And being a writer and whatever else I choose to be, including what I'm doing right now, perhaps someday um, I we never know if we're ever going to be a grandparent or maybe we'll have um, grandnieces and nephews to interact with or even if we don't. You know, we can interact with others around us in the way that we're called. Be creative. Make choices that are aligned with who you choose to be and how. And listen to your heart when you do it. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to those who are celebrating Mother's Day. And I hope you all have a wonderful week of gratitude and reflection and heart-based living, truly. This show you can find at the at FrontierBeyondFear.com. And I should be here live again next Saturday on Blog Talk Radio. Thank you, Blog Talk Radio, for featuring the program while it was live on the homepage and on the live spirituality page. And I should be here next week to talk again. Look in the archive, too. I know some of you are discovering that. And yes, there are more syndicates now. So wherever you're listening, thank you for being here. I'm Susan Laris and Dan's, and this is the Frontier Beyond Fear. Thank you again. Take care. <laughs>